You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 314. In this episode, I talk to Jana Scharfenberg about how to use Ayurveda for modern lifestyle. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I speak with Jana Schaffenberg, who is a medical doctor and Ayurveda expert. She teaches her clients how to simply live healthy. Furthermore, she is educating other health professionals in the expertise of Ayurveda and how to run a sustainable health business. Jana just published her first book called Ayurveda for Life, and it's already a bestseller. Jana has been my client for years. She first joined Zomba in 2017, then she was a part of Accelerator Mastermind in 2018, and in 2019, she is in the VIP Mastermind program. On the podcast, we talk about what Ayurveda is and how you can use this 5,000-year-old tradition for a modern lifestyle. Before we dive into the interview, I want to share a review from Apple Podcasts from Iris, radio lover from Switzerland, and that's obviously a nickname. I love listening to Sigrun's podcast. I have picked up so much valuable advice for my business from her and her guests. Highly recommend. Thank you, Irish radio lover. I would also appreciate if you left a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe you'll hear your name mentioned in an upcoming episode. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 314 where you will find links to Jana Schaffenberg and the show notes of this episode. I am so excited to be here with Dr. Jana Schaffenberg on my show, a dear client, and I would also consider a friend. And she just released a book, and I said, you have to come on my show now. You actually have been on once before. That was an on-air coaching episode many moons ago. Uh, Jana, I'm super excited, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Sigrun, for your kind words, and thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> so Ayurveda, I had no idea what it was before I got to know you. Now I know a little bit more, but that's why you're also here on the show, to help people like myself and others who don't know what it is, but also those who know what it is, how your approach possibly is a little bit different. But before we dive into all of that and talk about your book that is already a bestseller, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> How did you end up doing Ayurveda when you actually studied medicine? Yeah. So as you said, I come from the very conventional medical world. I studied medicine and I started studying medicine because I wanted to learn how people can stay healthy. How can they be proactive about health and how can I teach them that? And these are not the things 
our modern medicine is focusing on right now. And I had so many questions about that. So when I was at university, I was kind of looking around, where can I find answers to these questions? And I was practicing yoga for a while then already. And through yoga, I got to know Ayurveda, which is the ancient Indian medicine, which is very much linked to the yoga philosophy. And they was like, oh, interesting. Here I can find things I can teach my patients or clients how they can stay healthy. And so I got more and more into the Ayurvedic world. And after a while, I found, oh, okay, we kind of have to combine it with our specific needs we have in the Western world and combine it with uh, modern science that it can really, really help us to stay healthy. You didn't want to be a doctor anymore. What was the problem? <laughs> So if you look, you know, it's interesting because when you look at the word doctor, doctor actually means to teach. And for me, it was always like, I want to teach other people to stay healthy. And the way doctors work today, I had a big problem with that because when you work at a hospital, you have to see so many patients in so little time that it's really pressuring and you cannot really focus very individually on the patients. And I didn't really like that. On the other hand, the way doctors work today at least in Europe or in Switzerland and Germany it's um, still 24 hours working not having free time not being very um, you cannot really decide by yourself how you want to do that and these were two things where we're saying okay if the working um, circumstances are not what I like and then also the the way how I'm supposed to work when it comes to the content, when these are not meeting my expectation of being a doctor, then there's no reason why I should stay there. <laughs> This is why I kind of chose my own path, how to be a doctor and how to teach other people. Well, that's pretty much the reason I feel that most people or the women that we see going into online business, they have been in the corporate world and didn't like the circumstances. But you have told this to me before, and it's also in your book that Doctors typically are fixing things that are already happened. Yeah. But you want to focus on the prevention of it. And that's where you see Ayurveda coming in. Exactly. So the, the conventional medicine we're having is very heavily focusing on repairing and, you know, getting a formula or a method how we can cure different diseases. But this is only one part of the path. And there's a long, long way before that. So I think there is a big, big need that we teach people how they stay healthy, that we don't have to go into the illnesses and how we can cure them. And it's just, you know, the way how it evolved that our conventional medicine is focusing on repairing. And we have these traditional systems, which are very, very strong in prevention. And as soon as we bring both together, we kind of have a very good path for our clients or for ourselves and we can see what can I do myself not to get ill and if I get ill then there is this wonderful world of conventional medicine where I can turn to but before that I have in my feeling traditional systems are just much more stronger and have more focus on that. Mm. That sounds very logical but Ayurveda in many people's minds is a massage and a spa. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I educate other people in the Ayurvedic science and most people ask, can I still do that if I don't like curry or if I don't like oily massages? And it's interesting because there's just so much more to that. But these are kind of the topics which got big in the Western world. This is what Ayurveda is known for here. And if people really, you know, 
dive into an Ayurvedic treatment, they are like, huh, there's so much more to it. Because when you look at the word Ayurveda, when you translate it, it means science of life or philosophy of life. And this is including all different parts. So Ayurveda is all about how I stay healthy when it comes to nutrition, to movement, but also mental health. Also, how is my um, social life, my love life? How is the surrounding where I live? So it's a whole system which is looking at every little part of your life. And this is just so much more than an oily massage or a weird tasting uh, curry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting how if you are someone who hasn't been uh, thinking about Ayurveda before, that's where it pops up all the time, you know. I travel a lot. I go a lot to hotels and I look at the spa menu and there's always an Ayurveda massage and I'm like, really? But now it makes a lot more sense. So it's a holistic approach. So it's food, it's exercise, it's mind, body, spirit, the whole thing. And that's what you are covering in your book and that's what you are teaching also your clients, the whole range of it. Yeah, that's exactly the point. I mean, I got so excited when I first learned about Ayurveda and I found it so easy and natural to bring it to my life. But then I saw all my clients struggling with it because they're like, oh, it's too complicated. I don't get the ingredients here. You know, it's such a different approach. Maybe it fits for people in India, but not here. But if you really look into the original studies of Ayurveda, it's more like translating them that we can use them here in our world. And we can use Ayurveda every day. It doesn't matter if like you, you're on the plane all the time, or if, you know, somebody stays home with the kids, or if somebody is having a very crazy lifestyle, there are always points where I can use Ayurveda to really, as you said before, connect body, mind, and spirit, and bring ourselves into a very healthy lifestyle, because that's what our life is about. If we're not healthy, we cannot do anything else. So Ayurveda is, according to what you wrote in the book, and what, you know, if we look it up on Wikipedia, 5,000 years old. Mm -hmm. And obviously what people did 5,000 years ago doesn't fit our modern lifestyle. So you are translating it for our current lifestyle. What is really possible with one example from your book that, you know, caught my eye was like, yeah, three warm meals a day. And I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) Who's going to do that? So you are obviously, you're agreeing with that. That's not really the way to do it today. So is this basically the, this, the handbook, how to do my Ayurveda today? Yes, this is what the big aim of my book is, that we really look what is Ayurveda about and how can I translate it and adapt it to my lifestyle. As you said, Ayurveda is saying three freshly cooked meals a day would be the thing we're aiming for. And this is, if we look back in the Indian time, this is just how people and society worked back then. They had to always cook fresh to keep um, the food clean because there were no refrigerators or something like that. And of course, there was a whole family, a whole system taking care of the people who work. But nowadays, we're not living with a big, big family where, you know, where we have somebody who's always cooking. So we really have to see, okay, what's the idea behind that and how can I adapt that and even if I'm traveling can I see maybe you know that for lunch I still eat something warm something which is having enough nutrients or do I always turn to I don't know a diet coke and a cold salad which is not giving me anything in nutrients and it's just keeping me depleted and and low energy Mm. so coming back to the myths Yes, we talked about the oil massage, but what are the other myths that you've had to dispel when people say, oh, Ayurveda, I think it's this and this and that? Yeah. So I think one big myth is that it's a wellness thing. 
as you said, oh, I go to a spa and I see an Ayurvedic massage. This is just one tiny topic. And I think we both can agree on the thing that wellness is nice, but wellness is not the thing that keeps us healthy in the long run if we are not looking at the other parts in our life. So that we really see it as a medical system. That's the first thing I would say is a big myth that people only see it as wellness. The second part is that it's super complicated <laughs> and that we can only practice Ayurveda if we use very exotic ingredients and if we have curries or very strong and um, Indian tasting food. And that's not the approach in Ayurveda. I mean, if we look in old Ayurvedic recipe books, of course, all ingredients are Indian, because this is where Ayurveda is coming from. But we can use the Ayurvedic approaches and take our seasonal and regional um, food items we have here and still have a wonderful Ayurvedic meal without any crazy things uh, putting into that, because the Ayurvedic uh, nutrition is forming on that it's fresh, that it's seasonal, that it's regional. And there we don't have to travel to India. So this is one example. The third example is that I have to, you know, only if I do it every day and 100%, then I practice Ayurveda. And that's not what Ayurveda is about. It's not giving us rules we have to follow every day. It's more about what can I use right now in my life, even if it's something small, and then we still practice Ayurveda. So it's more recommendations we can use. So I think these are the three biggest parts. And one thing I always hear as well, oh, if I have a family or if I you know, have a husband, I cannot do Ayurveda because every um, dosha type, so every energy type uh, should eat differently and I cannot cook five different meals. That's true. I don't want to cook five different meals too. <laughs> so we also here have to see, you know, from going away from a very detail-oriented plan to something that just works for all of us. I would say these are the biggest myths. I cover a few other ones, you know, that it's very spiritual or very woo-woo, very esoteric, breaking it down that it's a real science. And um, yeah, I really hope that people will understand that through reading the book. You come across as a very practical person, so I would never have thought it would woo-woo, <laughs> but that's because I know you. But you're right. Maybe from the outside, with if you go all the way and into all the details, it starts to look a little bit like a complex system and too difficult for the modern person. But you said it's just maybe a small habit. Can you m maybe take an example of a small habit? Mm -hmm. One super small habit is, for example, that you change the things you drink during the day uh, from cold drinks to warm water. In Ayurveda, we have this approach that when we drink or eat something warm, it's very good for our digestion because our body doesn't need the energy to warm it up. So if we always drink something ice cold, our stomach needs time and energy to warm it up so that we can process it. But if we drink something warm, like lukewarm water, it really, really helps the whole digestive system. And I have so many clients with just this tiny, tiny thing, their whole digestion, their bowel movement, everything improved. And this is something small we can do everywhere. So when you're on the plane the next time, you can just order warm water or you can have, you know, your own bottle with you, always fill it up in a coffee shop. It's nothing that takes you longer than ordering the next coffee or the next Coke. So this is something tiny everybody can do, for example. Absolutely. And you can at least start by skipping the ice that everybody wants to put in your drink. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned the different types for food. Can you go a little bit into that? Yes. So 
Ayurveda is evolving around that we're all individuals and we all have, we are different types. So we can also see that here in the Western world, we are not all the same. The characteristics, the body type, we're all different. And there are three different main types in Ayurveda. We have a fiery type, a pitta type. Yeah, this is somebody who is very ambitious. Probably a lot of your listeners here. Ah, yes. <laughs> going for it, who are doers and who just have a lot of fire in their person. Then we have airy people who have a lot of air in their system. They are creative. They are, you know, focusing on one thing, then the other. Most of the time they are very slim when it comes to the figure. And then we have people who are very earthy. So they have a lot of earth in their system. They stick to their routines. They like to do everything over and over again. They are very detail oriented and also in their body. They are most, they are not, it's not that they carry a lot of extra weight. It's more that they are very, um, how do you say that, stable in their person. Yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. And of course, everybody needs something else. So for example, if you have a lot of fire in your system, you don't need extra hot food to get more fire in your system. Maybe uh, in your um, leisure time, you don't need a sports, which is also putting you in a competition. Maybe you need something which is grounding, which is cooling. And if you have a lot of earth, you may need food which is a bit more hot, which is containing spices, so that it's helping you with your whole metabolism. And maybe you need sports, which is really activating you. And if you're very airy person, a person, maybe you need something that's grounding and food which is containing more fat to really give you substance for your body to be nourished and so that you can grow more tissues. So this is what we look into, right? And these are the three big difference in the body types and also in the um, mental types. Then of course, there are lots of combinations. We are never only one thing. We are always a mix of different things. And this is the explanation why we all need something different when it comes to our diet, when it comes to our lifestyle, also our, how we work. It's also for our working life. It's super important that we know what kind of type I am. For example, if I'm very, I contain a lot of air. So I know I always have creative ideas. And if I go too much into that air, I just have these ideas and they never come to earth, to life. So I always need, for example, write them down, give me a few hours per week where I can be really in this airy, creative state, and then tune into the other energies to keep my business running. So this is what the idea with the dosha, a dosha is just the Indian word for bioenergy. This is what uh, the whole approach about this is. Mm. And people can just self-identify, they can figure this out themselves by reading the book. They will get a good idea. Here we come back to the point. We can make Ayurveda very complicated that you need really dive deep into every tiny detail of your time. You can use a rough idea you can have for yourself and see what type you are. And the book is teaching you everything about the basics that you can see what type you are when it comes to your nutrition, to your body, to your mental state, to your stress type, that you can see what do I need right now and how can I nourish myself to stay healthy. And of course, I always recommend, you know, if you have severe health issues or something which you cannot figure out by yourself, then of course, see an expert. But every Everything before that you can see by yourself and I see it with my clients every day most of the people know which dosha is dominant we just know it on the inside <laughs> <laughs> we know maybe we don't want to accept it but yes. when somebody <laughs> uh, points it out or even if we read it in a book we're like yes that's me that's me that's me yeah yeah, yeah. 
the body types, that does make a lot of sense. Like I am very, I have a lot of energy. I actually crave cold drinks. So I don't know, maybe I'm trying to cool my energy down. That's really interesting. Could be. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the book is out already, already a bestseller. Again, congratulations. And we're going to put in the show notes a link for people to get the book. But what is the next step, you know, in terms of when people have read the book and they're excited for more? What do you suggest that they do next? Well, if they read the book, there will be lots of tips and tricks how they can, you know, get very practical in their life and try Ayurveda out. I also um, have in the book a lot of resources for further information. And of course, if you want to adapt Ayurveda more into your life, there are lots of different options, how you can work with me if you're interested in learning more about it. And of course, on my homepage, I provide so many information if you just want to adapt it to your lifestyle too. Yeah. We'll put a link to your website, of course, in the show notes. But you have also gone from doing this offline to online. What was your motivation for that? So when I first um, started with, you know, um, having my Ayurvedic practice where I could see my clients and patients, I really, really loved it. And I still love it. But then I was moving around in Europe a lot. I lived in Berlin. I live now in Zurich. And it was just always the same thing that people said, oh, too bad. I cannot see you anymore. Okay, bye-bye. And then, you know, all their good efforts, how to stay healthy kind of dropped. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, interesting, because these are things I can also teach if people are not in the room so I just gave it a try what happens if I take the the courses I teach so I teach other health professionals how they can use Ayurveda I teach entrepreneurs how they can use Ayurveda for the business it was just like what happens if I just teach that online and I gave it a try my clients loved it because they can still live somewhere else in Europe and connect with me and learn more. And from that, actually, my online business grew because then I saw, oh, it's also for me very nice because I can work in the time and location independent. And this is something I really enjoy. And it just evolved from there. And now I would say 90% of my work are online and it's going very well. And people are happy to learn it through the computer without seeing me in person so much and it's great because it helps people to stick with it without always traveling to Zurich to see me. Yes, very true and uh, you are doing something super exciting right now. You want to share what's going on in your personal life? Yes, so um, this year is very exciting for me and my family because we decided we will travel for at least six months around Europe. So basically, I took my work with me. <laughs> I'm sitting in Portugal right now as we have this interview, and we will travel for the next six months, always have a little house where we stay or in our camper van, and I just work from everywhere, and we will just see how that goes. My husband, um, he took a break from his work and we have a little daughter she's of course with us too and we just enjoy the time here and it's going very well so far and I have to say being away from everyday life makes me so much more focused (laughs) on my work and also on the important things in life so yeah it's it's a very good thing to kind of have this long vacation going on. Yeah you're doing a vacation so I I also also probably uh, think that if you are taking your family with you you are not working as many hours that you might do when you are back home. And when you work, you're very concentrated and focused. And you said just before you were the airy type. So that's really helpful, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's super helpful. I mean, 
honestly, in the beginning, it took us a moment to figure out when is the best time to work, how do I do that, and when do we really want to have quality time together. So now I work two days a week, very focused. I have one day where I have all my calls. And of course, these are things I try to adapt before too, but there was... Yeah, when you're in your normal uh, surroundings, then sometimes I did this and then that. And here it's like very focused. And it also, this is a very big learning for me, it helped me to say no to things which I don't really want to do so much more easy because uh, maybe it's a bit of an excuse, but I can just say, look, I'm not in Zurich, I'm not around and I don't have time for this. And this is something I really, really want to do embrace more in my private life, also my working life. And I think this vocation is helping me a lot with that because I can already see, huh, I'm doing so much less and it's having a bigger impact <laughs> because I just focus on the right things. Exactly. And I, you know, working with you, I know also that your output is amazing. Uh, so you are already embracing that, you know, saying no, which I think is actually having a bigger impact. It's actually Apple. I don't know if people remember the video. We can link this in the show notes as well. For every yes, a thousand no's. And I do think people that embrace that, they're much more effective and much more successful. So I'm super happy to see that. And I love watching your Insta stories. So Guys, those who are listening to this podcast episode, <laughs> go and follow Jana on Instagram. She's doing a great job with her Insta stories. And, you know, you get a little sneak peek in your workation and what's happening. So that's really good. Jana, I am so happy for you, proud of you uh, coming out with your book. And I know there's even a second book in the pipeline, but let's focus on the first one. Uh, recommend everyone getting, it is in German. So I know there are listeners who uh, don't understand German. Oh, I don't know what they should do. Maybe they need to uh, translate. <laughs> Maybe you need to translate your book, <laughs> but that would be a, a reason for another podcast episode. Yeah. Jana? <laughs> Again, congratulations. Thank you for taking the time out of your, I don't know if this was your working day or not. Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> lucky me, because this is my podcast day. <laughs> this was your working day. Otherwise, you would be breaking your own rule. <laughs> no, I did it that way. I saw, oh, okay, secret is free on Wednesday. So let's make it a working day then. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, go back to your book promotion. And thank you for coming on the show. And I'll talk to you very soon again. Thank you so much for having me, Sigrun. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 314, where you will find links to Jana Schaffenberg and her programs and the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.